Buongiorno amici. Welcome to Kimberly's Italy, a podcast about our love of all things Italian. First off, I'd like to explain why Tommaso and I may not sound like our normal selves. And that's because we were in Malibu, California last weekend at my niece's beautiful wedding, surrounded by stunning views on top of a vineyard that actually looked very Tuscan. Yes, it it did. Yes. And there are a lot of young hipster people there. It was awesome. However, somehow we were gifted with a horrible cold. <laughs> some, some kind of virus that included a bit of laryngitis. And to be honest, today is the first day either of us could speak this well. I think we've come a long way. Well, you know, we've come back from Hollywood and you sounded like Kathleen Turner all week. <laughs> No one will know who she is. That's yes, old. they will. <laughs> well, Google it, Kathleen Turner. To be honest, I've had like 47 throat lozenges today. So yeah, hopefully know. we sound a little bit better. Gained six pounds in thro- I know. throat lozenge they're, this week. They're caloric. <laughs> anyway, it's not COVID though. So that's good. It's not fun either, but whatever. It's a Monday and we need to get this episode out in time because we have engaged listeners that patiently await and let us know that every Tuesday they're looking for our new drop. And that's just a technical term. Engaged, engaged listeners. listeners. Yes. That's I a- want to say fan base. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here we are a bit raspier than normal, but ready to roll. See? Cheers though. Okay. Today, this is a this is an episode on festa. The word festa means holiday, festeggiare to celebrate. Okay, so today, April twenty fifth, is a holiday in Italy. It's called Festa della Liberazione, Liberation Day, and it marks the Italian resistance movement against the Nazi Germany and the fascist rule, and they declared on this day. April 25th in 1945, that that was that. They've had enough. They're done with 23 years of fascism. And they proclaimed on this day, death to all fascist leaders. And that's exactly what happened to Benito Mussolini three days later. Finito. Finito. Finito, Benito. (laughs) Oh my God, that was good. (laughs) Very good. I've never known a Benito. You know, in well, my, no one in names day. their child after that exactly. anymore. It's not a good. It's not a good look. Good point. Anyway, three days later, after this day, April twenty eighth, they caught Mussolini and his mistress up by Lake Como trying to flee into Switzerland. And whomever it was that caught them, it's not really written down in history. They never really named these Italian resistance. People that caught you sort of want to remain anonymous after that. Exactly, whomever they were that caught Mussolini and his mistress, the good guys. Yes, they brought them to a random little village on the lake. It was called Giulino di Mezegra, and within this little sweet village, but it's nothing you know over the top. Um, it's not famous for any person's you know incredible villa or whatever. It's just a nice little place. And they brought them to Villa Belmonte, which I have driven by because everyone drives by. Of course, there's you took one me little, by it. <laughs> yes, there's one a little plaque that says Mussolini 1945 with like a cross and it's black. 
<laughs> exactly. They, for some reason, chose this Villa Belmonte in the village of Giulino di Mesegra and lined him up, he and his mistress, in front of the stone wall of the villa and popped them dead, shot yeah. them on the spot. And that's that's just what they did. They'd had enough. However, after they killed them, they then drove him back to Milano where all the other Italian resistance members had gathered up every single fascist leader they could find and they killed them all. They brought all the bodies together to this little Piazzale Loreto. And the reason I bring this up is because it's a piazza directly behind Stazione Centrale. And that is the main train station of, of Milano that I have mentioned before in a episode on Milan that is Mussolini's like claim to fame, his architectural statement to signify his rule. And it's this massive behemoth. I like it because it's so intense, but it's a... It's brutalist. Yes, and it is heavy and it's monstrous in both size and meaning due to Mussolini's you know, commissioning it. And he also commissioned all of these statues and symbols that, that symbolize strength and power. And that's where I find the irony. One block behind in Piazzale Loreto, he was desecrated, his body spat on, shot by, you know, just normal people with whatever pistola they had at home. <laughs> they just like totally desecrated all the bodies of these leaders. And there he was one block behind his claim to fame. Kind of, kind of weird. Live by the sword, die by the sword. <gasps> mm, interesting. Anyway, another funny coincidence about today, the 25th of April, which in Italian is called Venticinque di Aprile, because they not only just call it the Festa di della Liberazione, they call it 25th di Aprile. It's like us saying 4th of July. Right. And as a matter of fact, it's like, well, I was about to say that this couple, a client of mine, are in Italy. They arrived yesterday. They're there for 12 days, and they arrived in Lake Como. So today is their first official full day in Lake Como. And I thought, Dio mio, what am I going to do with them or plan for them on this day? It's like the equivalent of an Italian couple going to, like, Philadelphia or Boston or something on the 4th of July. Everything's closed banks, schools, everybody's out. It's super crowded. And this is the husband's first time in Italy. I was like, well, <laughs> you're going to see some stuff. A lot of people, a lot of happy Italians. Anyway, luckily I got them a table for an aperitivo hour at Villa d'Este in Chernobyl. Ah. Yeah, I know, right? Lucky. And they are staying up the lake in Lalio. And so I was able to get them this table. And then from there, they're going to my favorite restaurant. In, all of, in all of Chernobyl, bravo. Glicine means wisteria. Absolute favorite restaurant in Chernobyl. Anyway, they are going there for dinner. Well, they've already been because it's only six o'clock here. It's midnight there. And to get there, they either had to walk or drive up the road called Venticinque di Aprile, the 25th of April, because after this happened 77 years ago, every city, village, town, you name it, 
took an existing name of a main road, a main throwaway, and changed it to the 25th of April. So I thought it was very telling that we're recording this today and this couple is there. Anyway, on to the other festa, not just the Festa della Liberazione, but the festa that marks one year of our podcast. One year in, and we have learned so much, but mostly from you. But first, let me give everyone a few statistics. Oh, yeah, uh, good idea, good idea. So you can understand why we are celebrating this. First of all, there are somewhere between two and three million, no one actually knows, but let's call it two and a half million, roughly, podcasts out there. 44% of those podcasts have less than three episodes. And only 28%, or 720,000, have more than 10 episodes. And only 156,000 are releasing an episode per week. So that's where Kimberly's Italy lies, in the 6%. We're, we're in the top six? We're in the top that's six. That's exciting. Yeah, well, you know, six percentile is a very good thing. Only 6% release an episode every week. And that's most likely due to the fact that it's very time-consuming to produce one of these a week. And just the two of us, we wear many hats, writer, producer, <laughs> editor, sound engineer. Critic. Uh, bartender. <laughs> <laughs> like deciding on what we're going to have for a cocktail and aperitivo while we record the podcast. And that's why some people burn out. Right. But we're a one-man band. We're a two-man band. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. I, I sometimes feel like a one-man band, just we're saying. Not, yeah, well, you are when it comes to this, because luckily you had experience in this, but I'll get to that in a second. I mean, a lot of these podcasts like the daily from the New York times or Joe Rogan, whomever they have huge teams, right? We are the two man band and you rule in this recording studio here. I'm your subservient and, and I do what you say. (laughs) It's your show pumpkin. That's Oh, right. Then there's that side. Okay. (laughs) I do what you say technically. And I redo things that I just screw up. We haven't burned out primarily because of the virtual friends we've made through this podcast via email, direct messages, WhatsApp, Instagram, you name it. And 99% of that feedback has been positive and complimentary and it makes us laugh and it makes us happy. Right. Right. And right. It gives you the juice to go on right. the next week. Yeah. And I don't know if I should mention this, but if for those of you that want to know the one negative response I've had. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> it came um, It came at the end of a very positive email from this woman, and she complimented our banter and that we had enough information to make it informative, but not too boring. And she was really, really nice. But then all of a sudden, at the end of the email, I was scolded a bit about how I refer to carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Everyone's got their pet peeve and and we'll leave it at that. And it's okay. Right. I appreciated to hear. I do appreciate to hear both sides. Except for the carbohydrates. And well, forget all carbohydrates. That's one thing. But pasta, there's no downside to pasta. There's no no negative to pasta. Okay. No. (laughs) To get back to how we started this, when COVID arrived in 2020 and shut down Italy, 
obviously that also shut down any travel planning business I had. So luckily I had something else to keep me going. And that was building a very complex website for an old fashioned client of mine. So I was lucky to have it and it was super time consuming, but I enjoyed it. But it was this kind of repetitive computer work. And so I wanted something to listen to. So instead of music, like I normally do, I decided. So this is the beginning or March of 2020. Let me throw one thing in here. We have an, a shared love of Italy, but we're also, we're both geeks. So that's why Kimberly could do that website because she's very technically competent Thank when you. it comes to the web and um, all from all her days in shooting fashion and learning from the very beginning. Yes. Thank you very much, Tommaso. Okay. But anyway, so I decided for a change, instead of listening to, you know, my awesome playlist of 70s rock and stuff, <laughs> <laughs> to listen to podcasts. So it was March of 2020 when our quarantine and everything started and I started working on this website that I decided to search every single podcast platform out there. And I listened to every travel podcast I could find. And and some were, I don't know how to say it, some were stiff or slow or boring. And some were almost so, I hate to say it, but pretentious. It's as if I wasn't even sophisticated enough to listen to it. Right. I, I got kind of annoyed at those. A little bit of lockjaw involved. Yes, Hello. exactly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there are some good ones. Yes. But then I fine-tuned it, and I went even deeper into searching for only Italian podcasts because I was looking for something that we could do because Tommaso had mentioned this many months before. So I thought, okay, I have this time frame where I can look and listen and learn. And that was the most important thing because I hadn't listened to as many podcasts as Tommaso had. So anyway, a lot of these podcasts that were good mostly interviewed other people like travel specialists, travel writers, historians, etc. And finally, in the end, I guess I was subconsciously looking for something like what we've actually ended up doing ourselves. Right. Something more casual, entertaining how we chat with friends when we would come back from a trip to Italy or if I would go on my own where we'd come back, have a dinner party and we'd tell our stories. And that's what I was looking for. Something that's informative, but fun. Yeah. And have a sense of humor. I mean, yeah. we're very dull, but I mean, <laughs> we, we try hard. <laughs> no. Anyway, as I mentioned, it was Tommaso's idea to do a podcast initially he had been producing podcasts for multiple technology companies that he was working with, but I was hesitant because I absolutely detest the sound of my voice. Not many people like the sound of their voice. Exactly. So you're, you're, you're among, among friends. Among the many. Yes. Well, you have a very good voice on, in real life and on a podcast. I love my voice. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. I also saw the other reason I was hesitant was because I saw how many late nights Tom spent editing these podcasts, constantly trying new editing softwares, testing all different kinds of microphones. And I thought to myself, oh my God, it looks like a ton of work. <laughs> no thanks. In the end, he convinced me my voice didn't sound as bad as I thought. So we dove in. And our first episode was launched last April. 
end. To be honest, I know, I think, that I have improved since then. You have, dear. Yes, you have. Thank you. I was a bit nervous and quite choppy with my delivery, and hopefully I'll get even better this year. But as I mentioned, the joy and the laughs, I have to say, that we get from all this correspondence from our podcast is just awesome. And obviously, the best part is that I have received a lot of business from the podcast itself. So here's my favorite part. Each time I get a new client, I don't care how old or young they are, I say, look, the best way to start this out to plan your trip is an old-fashioned phone call. You know, like my niece that I just mentioned, we speak like once every three years. Everything else is like (laughs) text. text. And that's how they communicate. So I don't care how old or young these people are. I say, at least initially, let's have a phone call. And that is where the joy comes in, right? I hear people say things like, I know you can plan the exact kind of vacation we want specifically because your stories of your trips are the same experience we want. So whatever it takes, just plan a trip like you've taken yourself. Or the man that said, this was my favorite, my wife and I laughed so hard during your podcast that you will. N- we know you will not plan a canned trip for us like we've sadly taken before. <laughs> and how about our friend who, the minute you picked up the phone, she, she didn't even answer. She just said, I want to be a kitten. <laughs> she didn't even say hello. No. I said, good morning, buongiorno, and she goes, I want to be a kitten. I was like, oh my God, we're going to get along just great. (laughs) That was really good. And she's awesome because she knew enough to plan in advance. I'm planning her trip for 2023. Right. Very smart move on her part. I've also had a lot of people who have asked me to like carry on the kitten club. They want version three, four, five, six, and they all want to do that experience in a van. Because it sounds so fun. Not the litter box, Exactly. I was like, if I can somehow guarantee I get the Mercedes van, okay, Bob Bennett. And just speaking of correspondence and all that, just today, I, I received an email from a man that said, and I have to like quote this because it was too funny, quote unquote, just wanted to let you know that I'm up to episode 35 for the second time through amazing job you and Tommaso are doing. I think it's the storytelling by you guys that I like so much. Hilarious, yet so informative. Both. Keep up your fantastic work. Ciao, Paul O. (laughs) His name is Paul, and he added an O at the end. So Paolo, that's very cute. And just FYI, you spell that P-A-O-L-O. And one more before I stop here. An old friend of mine from high school emailed me yesterday and she was, she said she was on episode 31 and is already like sad because she's closing in on our most recent episode of 44. So Pro now, tip, rewind. Yeah, now I can tell her to do what Paolo did. Rewind. Just rewind. It's all perfecto. Anyway, in summary, this episode is to thank all of you, all of you in 76 countries who have listened to us and left ratings and reviews, including, Tomasa, have you looked at our reviews this week? Yes, I did. Including a new review this week from a woman named Becky. And she was in Matera last October, 
However, she listened to our podcast episodes on Matera and Basilicata after she returned. And she said, quote unquote, I saw it through totally different eyes listening to your account of the city and I learned so much history from you. And so that's my main shtick. It makes it so much richer to me to know what you're standing on or what you're looking at. So well, Becky, I'm sorry you didn't know before you went, but now she does. And she said, also in that review, she plans to go back and see the places that we mentioned that she hadn't seen. Becky, you're invited to Kitten Club Chinkway. Yes, good idea. <laughs> Kitten Club 5, get some girls, let's go. Tomas will be our Tomcat. I think that's one of the real pleasures that we take also. When someone has actually been there and seen it, and then they listen to the podcast, and they go back in their mind and say, oh my God, I didn't see that, or I didn't look at it that way. But it's still fresh enough that she appreciated yes, it. Yes, exactly, exactly. And so not only can we help people that are going, but we can help people that have already been there to see things in a new light and have a better experience the next time. And make them want to go back. Yes. Just like she is. I want to go back to Matera in a heartbeat, mm -hmm. right? I want to take a bath. <laughs> Again. With Gregorian chant. Yes, I want to go for Christmas like my old clients did. Mm. Yes. Okay, in summary, our podcast, in my opinion, is a huge success in our minds because of all the positive feedback we've received. And the new friends we've made out there, whether we ever meet you in real life or not, <laughs> we're happy to know that you are making pasta and drinking a Barolo while listening to our episodes. And because it's springtime, you'll be teeing up an Aperol spritz. Well, that's exactly what this woman, Bridget, said. She said it's warming up, so get your Aperol spritz back in place, please. <laughs> Tomaso's coughing. Anyway, I guess we will do exactly that. Next week, our voice will be back to normal. We'll be coughing less, and we'll get an Aperol spritz teed up because our next week's episode is the first one on the Amalfi Coast, and that will come in very handy. Because I have these two clients, two women, Ann and Kelly, who seem super nice. And they are on their way to Amalfi Coast in three weeks. I have to admit that it was a bit challenging to find accommodations for them since Italy seems to be on everyone's radar. After these two long years, it's crazy crowded. But we prevailed and they're going to have una bella vacanza. So... Grazie mille tutti. Thank you again for everything for the last year. We're super happy and excited to produce another year's worth of episodes every single week. Si, certo. We'll have it out, no problem. Bravo. My studio is booked totally exclusively <laughs> for you. No med tech, med tech companies anymore. No. Just Kimberly's Italy. Yes. Okay. Thank you, everybody, and see you next week. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao.